to another episode of the Sunday Picnic Podcast. This is Dolly. And this is Christine. And on this episode, uh, we wanted to reflect on the evolution of our travels. So Christine and I have recently traveled for a week. We just happened to be on break um, at the same time, which is really rare for us. Christine came over to SoCal and this time it was very smooth. And it was very streamlined. And I feel like it was a little different from our previous travels. And we wanted to kind of unpack why um, it's changed over time. Maybe we got older, but also we've become really comfortable in how we travel together. So yeah, we kind of wanted to talk about that. Christine, do you want to start off with how you thought about our most recent travel? Yeah, so I guess as Dolly said, we have done a lot of these one week trips where or like one to two week trips depending on our schedule availability on traveling together nonstop. and i would say that not a lot of friendships have that much traveling under their belt together right mm. Dolly? i don't know mm-hmm. i don't really travel this frequently for this amount of time with friends like maybe a weekend getaway or something but not like a week long two week long nonstop you're constantly together um whether you're yeah like at a new place so you're always staying together or whatnot but this has been I don't know like trip close to number 10 or so I would say along those lines of these like long one week two week trips and I feel like every trip we've had to confront something in our friendship so far (laughs) where we unpack maybe some underlying thing that we didn't even realize that we harbored against the other person Mm. or uh, just something in our friendship that was maybe bothering us that we didn't even realize until we were together in person in real life and it's it's just been a good part of our friendship I would say overall right Dolly like we're able to address those conflicts because you spend so much time in a concentrated um, Mm. period where you you know are able to see that because maybe if it was over time, you know, you just get coffee or dinner, you might not notice these things about the friend or like notice that this is something that actually you feel a certain way about. But because it's like a trip, you know, it comes out a little bit. It's like a catalyst to see that, oh, okay, that's actually not great. (laughs) And this trip, though, we didn't have any of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very little. I would say it's definitely the most minimal. Mm -hmm. I yeah it was it was a little bit shocking I guess because usually after these trips it's not that it's not that I'm like tired of Dolly because I I could never really be tired of Dolly but after Mm -hmm. the trip you know we don't really maybe like call that frequently or you know it's like okay like we have some alone time but after this trip oddly enough I flew back to the east coast and I called Dolly when I got home because I had to take a late night uber and we called for like another hour. It was like 1 a.m. on the East Coast. And we called for like another hour after literally spending a week straight talking basically nonstop except for except for sleeping and mm-hmm. except for my flight back. That was the only those were the only moments we were not talking really. And even during the flight I had Wi-Fi, I think, so I was texting Dolly. Um, mm. and then when I got back we called again. So it was interesting that this trip, even afterwards, we had so much to say. I felt like we were not done talking about all the things that we Mm. wanted to for some reason. It was just like we were on a roll. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I felt like that was a little different from previous times because I remember distinctly when Christine visited me in New York 
After maybe four days of being in New York, I remember just being very pooped. And we went to a museum together. And I just had to sit for a moment. And Christina was like, why are you sitting? And I just I just had to take a moment because <laughs> I was so tired. I think my mental stamina back then was definitely less compared to now. Mm-hmm. So I was more tired after a few days of hanging out with Christine because we would go really hard. I mean, we still went hard this time around, but I think I've gotten used to it. In the past, I wasn't really used to traveling in that way where we would do like one thing after another. It was just like jam-packed. And so I was just saying, oh yeah, I think definitely over time I've increased my stamina so that I can... I can do this with Christine without getting tired as much. So that's one thing too. Mm, Yeah, I think it's it's also in general when you travel with another person, you don't really know how that person might operate in travel Mm, because mm -hmm. you might get along phenomenally one-on-one or whatever setting that you guys are friends prior to traveling. But I think traveling brings out lots of different aspects of people Mm. in general. And Mm -hmm. we actually traveled with uh, my parents briefly. I mean, not really travel. We just like hung out with them a couple of times, but they were traveling with uh, their friends that they were, I don't think they're like super close, but they were like close enough, I guess. And I think my, my dad was kind of talking about that too. And it's not like a inherently bad thing or it's not against any one person in the group when you're traveling. It's just sort of a a adjusting or accommodating mm-hmm. to the other types of needs people might have when they when you travel. And sometimes you don't even know what kind of traveler you are until you just go out there and do it. And then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the type of person I am when I travel. Mm-hmm. And I think when you travel in groups or in pairs with somebody that's like, even your family, I would say, you know, you start realizing, oh, this is like really bothersome <laughs> uh, mm. or something and Dolly and I was I guess we've been able to work those kinks out like from from a long time ago and then maybe all the the fruits of our labor of doing that <laughs> manifested in this trip where we're able to not have much really not I don't really recall much at all Dolly another thing that I was going to say this time around is we really planned ahead of time and I remember at least a few years back when we went to Banff, we didn't plan it out ahead of time. And so by the time we were there, we had a little bit of regret about, oh, like if we had planned more, then we could have done this and we could have found this and not done the other hike. And I just felt bad because Christine, she just finished her quarter semester and she didn't have time to plan. And she kind of asked me to plan it out more. She was go have a list of places that you want to see. But I kind of didn't do that because I'm more of a spontaneous person. And yeah, I think we hashed out how Christine sometimes wants more from me instead of her having to do a lot of things. But then I sort of am naturally more passive and I kind of let her do things unless she asks me and sometimes she wants me to just naturally do things without being asked and I just remember that conversation pretty distinctly in our road trip I don't know if Christine remembers that but I think this time 
Yeah, it rings a bell. <laughs> I think it was along with that and like some other things, just me naturally being more passive and you kind of having to ask me more. And so I think over time, those things I'm more conscious of. And so when we were planning out this time, I was like, oh, I'll book the tickets or, oh, I'll look into that thing. And, <laughs> oh, I'll like come up with some ideas too. So I think in that sense, it was more balanced this time around. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that was why it didn't feel there would be conflict because mm-hmm. I've sort of learned to do the things that Christine would like me to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and so th- I think that's also with over time, you know, you become you become the person that the person wants you to be as being seasoned travelers, I guess, friends. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, now that I look back, you did you did have a lot of really good ideas, and <laughs> this trip went by so fast, and we had we did so much this trip. I think more than a lot of our the last two trips that we've done were a little bit more chill and laid back. Mm-hmm. Didn't really plan, didn't really do anything, just like enjoyed each other's mm-hmm. company, and mm-hmm. that was good too. And it wasn't that that was a bad thing per se, but like our last trip the one right before California was uh, during the pandemic. And it was like in the, well, like not like super thick, but it was like 2020 of December. So it's been about a year into the, since like the coronavirus first got discovered, I guess. And Mm -hmm. we weren't fighting about traveling, but we were just at home actually, like at my parents' home. And we had a lot of discussions on, because like Dolly and I had different, differing views on how, much precaution we should take with the Mm. virus, I guess, Um, which Mm. a lot of people do actually in general. It's very split and people, (laughs) I've heard families had, you know, really intense fights about this kind of topic because some people are not comfortable at all and some people are, you know, like it's extremes, but Dolly and I weren't weren't extreme about it. It was just more like, oh, okay, what's practical for us and what what does it look like to be safe and it was when nothing like was known about it. Like the vaccines were just being rolled out and it was like only available for healthcare providers. It was still very new. So I think we were, we didn't fight, but we just like had some discussions around that that were a little bit more not fun, I guess. <laughs> but mm. the trip even before that, I think was was San Francisco maybe, but I'm kind of losing my timeline. I guess it's good we do these like podcasts and we can look back and be like Mm -hmm. so then we went on blah 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 trip. But yeah that was uh, that was also different because my husband came on that trip. So it was like the Mm. three of us. So I guess it added a different dynamic Mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. But yeah we've had a lot of evolution of trips and I guess in that time period we've grown both me and Dolly I would say. I feel like yeah Dolly might not always explicitly tell me that she would like me to do something, <laughs> such as me telling her that I'd appreciate her to take more initiative on planning. Mm-hmm. But I think just also adapting to, like knowing that Dolly would always be down. You know, I always know she's down to do things because she's more of, she self-identifies as a people pleaser. <laughs> I have I didn't use that word. She used that word before in the past. <laughs> and knowing that, you know, I think it's important for me to realize that if I ask her something, she's most likely going to say yes. And so I'm more careful about, like, do I really mean this? Or do I really think this is important enough to ask? Because I know Dolly's going to really try to accommodate because that's kind of her personality. And Mm -hmm. that can get tiring, you know, even if 
she might not realize in the moment, but then like later, I think that can build, especially like on a week or two week long trip. One weekend, she's always saying yes. And then she actually maybe didn't want it, but didn't even realize she didn't want it until mm. later. So I think like those aspects too in our friendship, I've also picked up on mm. and am able to realize, oh, like Dolly would say yes. I know that, <laughs> but it's important for me to like try to think of it in her position. Like would she actually want to do this? Or I think the way I or the way I like brought that up, I said to her, I'm genuinely okay if we don't do this. Mm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also want to know your input, like what you w- would want to eat and what you would want to mm. do. Because if mm-hmm. I had just told her, hey, Dolly, is it okay if we do this? Because I really want this. She'll just say yes. <laughs> but then maybe like, you know, she didn't actually want to say yes. But I didn't really give her that chance to think about it, I guess, because mm. she's so willing to accommodate for her friend. Because that's how, that's just the type of person Dolly is. And I think I've learned that over our travels too. Is like, I can't just like say my piece and say things in my perspective, but knowing that Dolly might not be as comfortable flat out saying no, I think it helps when I sort of tell her, I genuinely don't mind if we do this or that. Mm-hmm. What do you think? And then I think it mm-hmm. gives her the ability to like think about it and be more genuine in her answer instead of just kind of jumping to the, the yes and so I think those aspects in our friendship it's really evolved and yeah it's really worked out for us I think yeah that's such a good point because now that I reflect on it so Christine brought up the idea of going to Yosemite even though we were in SoCal it would take about five to six hours to get there and we listed out a few ways of doing that whether to make it a day trip whether to stay there for a night And I could tell that she was trying to be as not trying to say what she wanted. And that would like sway me. But she was these are the options. These are the pros and cons to each one. And I generally don't mind which one that we do. So it kind of allowed me to share my honest thoughts too. That's like one thing about Christine because she's so adventurous and I think the benefit of being accommodating or not accommodating but just kind of going with the flow is you never know where the travel will take you Um, and it just always leads us to unexpected (laughs) ground because yeah I think that was one of the most memorable things about this trip is the fact that we took a day trip (laughs) um, where we went all the way to Yosemite and back in one day and I was like wow no one would I do this with uh, except Christine and so it's just think with Christine when I'm traveling with her it's always just something that's extremely memorable and fun and I think that's nice when you have very different traveling styles too because you don't know what you're gonna expect until you travel with that person I guess if both are very similar um, traveling styles, then sometimes predictable or maybe we don't do as much stuff when we could have. And yeah, I, time is always well spent when I'm with Christine. It's like, wow, we really did that in one week. It felt like we did, <laughs> we did that in three weeks or something. Or my friend told me, oh my gosh, you did all the things that I did over the span of three years in one week. And I was like, <laughs> yes, that is correct. So yeah, I mean, I'm just grateful to have a friend that I can travel with maybe almost every year, once a year or every other year. And I know that's not common. So Mm. yeah. Yeah, we really do. I mean, we say this so often and we've already made, I feel like this is our third episode on friendship possibly, or like we interject a lot of things about our friendship in Mm. this podcast, which to Mm -hmm. be honest, like 
this is the point of the podcast was that we're, <laughs> we're able to talk nonstop with each other and we're like, oh, why don't we just record some of these conversations, mm-hmm. which was the mm-hmm. you know, birth of this podcast. Mm-hmm. But there's no purpose really on this on this uh, podcast platform. It's like we just record random things that we want mm-hmm. and have like two followers. But <laughs> I think it's still worth it because we're able to like look back on these conversations, which is which are nice. But yeah, I think as Dolly said, it's it's so rare to have, you know, I, I this is like we're kind of going on a tangent, I guess, or slightly diverging here. But mm-hmm. I look around at people my age, not like everybody, of course, there it it differs. But I would say there are some people my age that feel a need possibly to constantly go out and really socialize or go to those like med school prom things. And again, I'm not mm. saying everyone who goes to med school prom is like this. Okay, this is not this is not a generalization. I'm just saying there's some people out there who haven't really met their friendship soulmate, somebody who just really gets them. I think it's really rare to have that, you know? And mm-hmm. and as a consequence, there's people out there trying to find that friend that's really that they can be really close to, that they can really open up and share everything with and do life with. And I was just so, so fortunate. We were so fortunate that we were able to find each other at an early age and make it happen for us. And mm-hmm. as I also age more, <laughs> I realized that everyone's got a type of personality. Everyone's got good and bad in them, you know, good and bad aspects of them. And I think before I was very insecure about the bad aspects of my personality, as I'm sure a lot of people are growing up, but more than my looks, I mean, of course, looks also people get insecure. But for me personally, I was actually more insecure about my personality than my physical appearance back in college. And I think it's because people, I put myself out there a lot of times, like with my opinions and with my energy levels (laughs) that are really high. And Mm -hmm. I think people kind of know Think they know me and I think I was I've been really hurt by that because I don't really feel like the labels they put on me are me sometimes because mm. it's easy to come up with certain things like because I'm more straightforward maybe I don't have a heart or you know like maybe mm. I'm cold or too intense I'm serious and all those things are true about me I can be intense I can be serious but I can also be other things and I mm. think that really um, shaped me in college. Actually, I, I got kind of in a dark place personally in a way of, of like mistrusting people and just having a hard time opening up to people that basically weren't Dolly <laughs> and a few mm-hmm. other friends. And Dolly's just always been there for me through thick and thin and accepted me at my worst and my best and has had fun with me in all these moments of my life. And I think it's hard to find a friend like that who doesn't leave you and you exhibit some of the worst qualities of yourself, you know, and instead she's always like really embraced me and been so compassionate about me and has always saw the good in me instead of the bad. Even when I would tell her all these bad things about me, like, oh, well, this is who I am. I'm so bad. (laughs) She would be like, no, these are the good things about you, which is why people love you. And it really helped to see how a friend see those aspects of you when you couldn't see that about yourself. Mm -hmm. And it really, I think, transforms a person. And we've said this before, but like, we've really, I think, brought the best out of each other. And I've learned to, you know, realize 
that I can have this effect on people because I have strong opinions, I have intense energy, but mm. also to not be ashamed of myself because I can be aware and like mindful and tactful that, oh, this kind of energy might affect somebody in a certain way. So I should be mindful. But at the same time, I don't need to be ashamed of who I am. And I think mm. that's been a really important lesson in my life, being friends with Dolly, because, you know, I don't know, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, going through life, knowing that you have these flaws, of course, everybody does, but to have a friend accepting you and encouraging you to be better, but also saying, hey, you also have these good aspects of you though. So it's okay. Like you don't need to feel ever like ashamed of who you are, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's interesting because maybe something that would have been hard as a kid, we grew up together through those qualities. And so that's why I feel like because I know you so well, those qualities shine even more over time because you don't you don't see just a snapshot of that person just in that moment. But then over time, you're like, wow, these qualities is what makes that person them and also how they bring out the good in you. Because, you know, I used to be very passive, but not now I'm not as passive. And it's a lot of it has to do with you, like how you kind of bring more of the things that are not natural to me up to the surface. And you kind of help me to overcome my weaknesses through your strengths. And I think that's where I see the good in you because you push people to be better or just kind of go outside of their comfort zone. And then that becomes a little bit more of who they are. And so it's almost over time, I've grown through you. And that's why I see the the good in you too. And yeah, I feel like it's like that yin and yang. It's like, you know, you push mm -hmm. people, we push each other to be, you see that I'm, I'm accommodating and you kind of hold back. I'm also like not holding back as much and actually being more forward. But I think that's why maybe this time around, because we've sorted out those things, kind of the growing pains through our travels, this is sort of the the fruits <laughs> of those growing pains. Because mm -hmm. I think, yeah, every travel, there's always been something. Maybe it's the same thing, but we hash it out. It's, you know, why are you being passive aggressive? And I'm like, yeah, I didn't realize, but it's kind of, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm a rice cooker. Sometimes I don't say what's on my mind in that moment. It sort of builds up and then I kind of release it all you know, later on, because mm. yeah, it's like, it's a concentrated amount of time. You don't realize what that thing did in the past is coming to you later. But those kind of things, I don't think we do as much because I'm more straightforward with you. You know, I remember there was that one conversation where it's like, oh, I don't want to watch a movie right now. But then you're like, but why? And I was like, oh, I'm tired. You know, I'm actually like saying all the things that are on my mind. And then I'm like, okay, like, let's do it. And then I'm like, oh, this is actually turned out to be really good. And, you know, I'm just saying all the things without holding back. And I think that's why nothing builds up on my end. And so, yeah, I feel like it's a sign of our friendship being so strong that this time around, and not that it wasn't strong in the past, but it keeps on getting stronger. And you were saying our friendship is like wine. <laughs> it ages well like wines. You know it was so saying? weird because this trip... I got back and I like miss Dolly. <laughs> and as I said before, it's not that we don't like each other after these trips. It's usually like, mm -hmm. okay, like we've had our nice fill of hangouts for the year, you know, in this concentrated trip. Mm -hmm. And like it takes a couple weeks to call Dolly or something. But this trip I got back and I 
basically missed Dolly right away. I was like, oh, like we're not having our nightly sleepovers and um, just like constantly being together, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I think as Dolly said, it was, it's just a lot of like figuring out how the other person is and being able to bring out the best in each other overall. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think that I've also learned in life so far in my short years of living (laughs) that you have to sort of find that person in life that brings that out because not everyone's going to understand you and not everyone's going to maybe see such good in you. It's kind of like finding your romantic partner too. I think, you know, there's a lot of good looking guys out there or like super cool and mm-hmm. suave men, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess, mm-hmm. but they might not be like the nicest person or the person that really brings the best out of you. And maybe mm-hmm. you always like feel bad around them because of the way they make you feel. Even if like you yourself, individually the two of you might be great people maybe together it's just not good like you don't understand each other and so you bring out the worst and that's Mm -hmm. kind of sad because that does happen and people realize that and might have to break up or something but I Mm -hmm. think the same with friendship you know there's a lot of people out there in the world obviously and there's good and bad there's cool people there's not cool people but I think when you find the person that really brings the best out of you you're able to have fun and you're able to grow as as two people, it's really something, sounds so simple, but it's so special. And I think I'm just really thankful to have that kind of friend that's, it's such a deep friendship that doesn't just go mm. beyond getting boba or dinner together, mm. but mm-hmm. it really can be sharing your innards in word feelings, mm. literally mm-hmm. inside emotions and soul to one another and be able to you know, minister to that or like really help each other through the hard times and also Mm. have fun and laugh in the good times and do lots of crazy things or just veg out on the sofa and play overcooked for like (laughs) straight. (laughs) So, you know, it really ranges, but I think it's, uh, I think it really is special and I never take it for granted Mm. because it's really like the one thing in life obviously God and my faith and spiritual life, but like with my family too. I mean, Dolly's kind of just in that category because that's how much of an impact I think Mm. she's made in my life. Like being able to know I have someone I can rely on that much, you know, emotionally and in anything. And Mm. it's, um, it's, yeah, it really is special. And so I, and I know that, and I feel lucky and I feel special (laughs) to have Mm. that kind of friendship with Dolly. And, it's funny because I, I remember this time. I don't I don't know if I shared this story last time, but back in sixth grade or, or like fifth grade, when Dolly was in sixth grade, mm-hmm. she had this like best friend at school. And I remember I was like becoming closer to Dolly. And I was like, well, Dolly, aren't we, aren't we like best friends? And she was like, yeah, we're best friends. And I was like, well, then you can't have another best friend. <laughs> and she's like, what? Because there's this other girl at school that they're like, their best friends or something before me because just you know from school we went to different schools mm-hmm. and I think I remember like calling her texting her I was like Dolly can I call your friend and she's like what <laughs> <laughs> and I called this friend and I was like hey you don't know me but I'm Christine and I just want to let you know I'm like Dolly's new best friend and I'm sorry like, you can still be friends with Dolly but I'm gonna be her new best friend so uh-huh. <laughs> it was, like, such an immature fifth grader you know move but I like distinctly remember that and 
it's funny because we still are best friends to this day. So mm-hmm. you bu- you bulldozed over my <laughs> other friends pretty much. You're like, I'm gonna be the one top. <laughs> yeah, you you secured your position through that. <laughs> I did, and it's funny because Dolly went to different school like a couple years later, and they they no longer are friends at all. So yeah, yeah so <laughs> stay in touch. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think our story also goes to show that you find a friend and it doesn't immediately feel natural that's okay because friendship is not always easy and there's like work but that doesn't mean that you're not going to be really great friends right and it may mean that through that like working through those kinks um you're gonna be maybe the best friends with that person who may not not may not naturally feel like that in the beginning but if you just put enough time and effort then it might blossom into something more and and I think our story kind of goes to show that because as we're talking about it you can kind of hear the hints of yeah there was some some conflict in the past (laughs) but each time it never let us get to the point where we're like oh is our friendship a problem I don't think we ever felt that way or ever doubted our friendship and so yeah it goes to show that yeah with investment and just both mutual people just really pouring their heart into into it into the relationship and friendship then anything can work but to add like as a caveat I do feel like there has to be a baseline Mm. You know, something, connection. Because even mm-hmm. amidst the conflicts, we always had a lot of strong shared interests. And Yeah. Really Listening liked... to BTS the whole road trip? Wink, wink. Yeah. But like in our friendship, we've always mm. had very similar. Yeah, I, I would say a lot of similar interests mm. overall. Like if, mm-hmm. I mean, there's of course things you deviate like that I like and Dolly doesn't like and vice versa. Mm. But mm-hmm. I think for the most part, a lot of the things that we as a core value in in terms of mm. hobbies or interests we mm-hmm. shared a lot growing up at least obviously it's yeah. evolved a little bit more as we've aged mm. uh, but yeah in the beginning we've had a lot of things we could bond over together and we liked a lot of similar things and then i think also knowing that the other person is somewhat of a genuinely good person I think is also mm. important because mm-hmm. if you like are investing all this into a toxic relationship you could be mm. investing your time and hoping <laughs> that it changes but it might never change because the person can be toxic so I, I think mm. it is finding a, a t- fine True. line and sometimes yeah, that person point. might be toxic in that relationship with you but maybe you guys are just not meant for each other in that sense of mm. like you bring out the yeah. worst and it's not going to change so I never mm. feel like we brought out the worst in each other per se it would Mm. always just be like oh this aspect of me is flawed and I need to work on that but it wasn't like Mm. me being flawed now brings out the worst of Dolly Mm. or something it would be Mm kind of just more points in ourselves in our character or in Mm. ourself more than as a unit or as like a harmony of friends like we brought out the worst and now we're like fighting and we're frenemies and you know it was never like that so I think that's also important to consider when investing in friendships because it does matter how the person makes you feel if they're always making you feel like crap Mm. then I mean that's something to really look inside because maybe that's Mm -hmm. not the right friendship at all or maybe you are also some like there could be something wrong with you or the other person so it's like you got to reflect a little bit but yeah it wasn't ever like we like majority of our friendship even with all the problems like 95 percent of the time was bliss (laughs) bliss <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> I would say it's like a minority with the conflicts 
Mm. Or maybe I'm remembering it wrong. I don't know. That's my take on that. (laughs) No, no, for sure. I think, I mean, you kind of brought up in the beginning, but travels would sort of maybe enhance some of the things that we didn't know or like we didn't feel over long distance, but then we felt it in our traveling, but then we sorted it out. So yeah, I I feel like 95% of the time it was always smooth. But then when we had those like mini roadblocks, it's like, oh, like, how do we sort through that? But no, that's a great point. It's, it's really important that you feel good in the friendship. And you mentioned that too. It's like, in those conflicts, we don't ever feel bad about ourselves. We're just like, oh, how can we grow from this? And outside from that, like, do we enjoy each other's company? And are we able to share the same core values and become good people or good influences of each other? Bearing that in mind, yeah, obviously, there's a caveat to everything. But yeah, we reflected on this. And we were like, hmm, this is a good point. Let's let this on our podcast so that we can remember it. But also, I think it's always good to maybe share this so that other people can see like oh how am I as a traveling friend or "Hmm, maybe I'll catch call old friend up and travel together and see how that goes but yeah Dolly I think that it is always good to reflect and have this as a keepsake for ourselves as we've I don't know if we shared this on the podcast but over time we've we've really did a lot of keepsakes. So in the beginning, we used to journal, we would pass back and forth a journal every week at church on Sunday, and write two to three entries or something like that. And it was kind of fun to read the what the other person wrote, because it was kind of like a shared diary, you know, they would write into Mm -hmm. the diary, and then I'd be like, Oh, what did Dolly write for her week or something? Mm -hmm. And we would decorate it with stickers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. that evolved, I think, later in to college years, we would share a Tumblr blog where we mm-hmm. basically did the same thing. We would write entries about what we did that day, but sort of like shared the account so we could kind of read and post at the same time. And that was also, we did that for a long time, right, Dolly? Mm-hmm. Two like years two, so. two to three. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then now I guess we have a podcast where we <laughs> just flat out record the whole conversation. <laughs> but it has, it has evolved in, in terms of, you know, Lots of little things that we did, I guess, as long, long distance friends. Now that I look back, I didn't even realize. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's mm-hmm. been it's been a journey, Dolly, and it's really the beginning because we're so young, but we've shared so much of our lives together, more of our mm-hmm. life together than not. Now at this point, yeah, yeah, I know. Which I was is count- really mind blowing. <laughs> so crazy. I remember back in the day, we were like, we're almost halfway towards the point where I would have spent like more half of my life more with you than without you but we've passed that now yeah. <laughs> way past That's it wild. So. Wild. yes but yeah we have a whole lifetime left basically mm-hmm. so <laughs> more more adventures to come more things to do mm-hmm. more things mm-hmm. to hash out maybe we just mm-hmm. don't have to talk anymore we can just telecommunicate uh, <laughs> with our brains yeah yeah that's right body uh, miming <laughs> oh that's funny because on the trip there was a point I did sign language something or I like gestured and Dolly totally thought she knew. Oh I yeah. <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't. Oh, it's because I haven't spent enough physical time with you that the body language does not communicate. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny because it was almost like she was so sure. I know. <laughs> but I was so sure. <laughs> it was I, funny. Um, you not- have the water saying, I, th- I need more water. 
And I was like pointing at the bathroom, like, I'm going to go pee now. But I was like <laughs> eating something still, so I couldn't really talk. And Dolly uh -huh. thought that I was saying, I have to pee because I drink all this water. So when I got back from the bathroom, because she was like, okay, okay, I got it. And so I was like, okay, great. So I went to the bathroom, and I come back, and my cup is still empty. So I was like, I thought you were going to ask for more water when you got the check. She's like, what? Yeah. So that's what happened. Uh, <laughs> but time. it makes sense. Like, it makes sense. It, it's very understandable. But she was just so yeah. confident. She's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. So I was like, oh, okay, she understood that? All right, great. Like, she's going to ask for more water. That's mm -hmm. not what happened. But it's okay. You know, I get it. It was fine. Not a big deal. Yeah, we yeah, got yeah. water mm -hmm. and then we left. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so all the small things that that's the next step in our friendship. Body language communication. <laughs> Body language communication. Yes, that's yes. the next uh, thing to unlock in our friendship. Mm, that's right. But, that's right. But this is a long, nice episode on wholesome friendships as they always uh, end up being very long, I think. But thanks for listening, tuning in. Hopefully you have something to take away. If not, thanks for supporting anyway. Yes, Bye. until next time. Bye.